Hey, well, I get the honor and privilege in bringing the Word of God uh, this morning. And hey, before I I share, uh, why don't we start off uh, with some prayer. So, Father, we thank you that you're here in this place. Thank you that your presence is here and that we get the opportunity to lift up the name of Jesus. And Father, we just lift up uh, this time in the Word with you. Lord, I pray, would you speak this morning? Would you speak to each individual in this place a word you want to give them, a word in season, maybe even a word for 2023, Father God. Lord, I'm a mere messenger, and I just ask and pray that you speak through me this morning. And everyone said? Amen. 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 So how is your 2023 going? Who wishes they're still on holiday? Just a few. I wish. Amen. I, I wish I was still on holiday. I think I need a, a month, a whole nother month to recover from the year that was 2022. Uh, Anyone set some new, new goals, New Year's resolutions? Right. Not as many this year. Not as many. Not as trendy, eh? Same year, same me. That's, that's my saying. Same grind. <laughs> hey, but hey, as Pastor Sam shared, uh, this year is a fresh start. It's a fresh start, Amen. And we're putting the events of 2022 behind us and we're moving forward to what God has in store for 2023. And though I'm not really into those New Year's resolutions like no fizzy for a year or no takeaways, uh, one thing I do feel for 2023 is we need to have clear vision. Touch someone and say, clear vision. And hey, how good was Pastor Jody's message last week? Shout out to Pastor Jody. A decision collision, and it was so good It was so good, I thought I'd kind of copy the title of her message this morning and call it Vision Collision. So what is your vision for 2023? Do you have a vision for your family, for uh, your work, your ministry, your your life? Do you have a God-given vision for, for, for your life? And I believe vision is so important in this Christian work, vital. And this morning I wanna share a few thoughts on the importance of vision Uh, in our lives, and quite often we see in the Bible our Christian faith compared to a marathon, which is quite unfortunate for those who don't like running, like myself, don't like running, didn't even know they ran marathons back in those days, but, and it says in Hebrews 12 verse 1, I'm going to refer to this verse a, a bit, it says, therefore since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us what? Run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. God has a race marked out for us, amen? Come on, who believes he has a great plan and purpose for, his, for our lives? He has a vision in store for your life, and we need to align ourselves with that vision. You see, vision determines our direction. Vision determines our direction. And for a marathon runner, it's the vision of the finish line that determines uh, their course or determines their direction, and for us, It's, man, God's vision for our lives, his plan and purpose that determines uh, the vision for our life. It affects how we live, our actions, our our day-to-day decisions, both big and small, how we live, and so on. And fulfilling that plan, man, accomplishing that vision should be one of, if not one of the most important things uh, in our lives. Our vision is what determines the direction of our lives. And the Bible's pretty clear. The Bible's pretty clear in Proverbs 29, verse 18. This is the King James Version, going way back. And it says, without vision, the people perish. And I like the way the NLT puts it as well. It says, when, when people don't accept divine guidance, they run wild. Run wild. <laughs> I 
I feel like we've all been there at, at some point where you, know, you just feel like life is just going around in circles, going through the motions. You know, you're kind of running wild. And for me, uh, over the past you know, two, three years, in the challenges and, and in the storms, there were times where I felt like life was just going in circles. You know, we were just going through the motions in, all the, in the midst of all those challenges and um, storms. Did anyone feel like that? You just kind of felt like your, your Christian life was kind of just going around in circles. And I believe God wants to bring fresh vision uh, this morning. And without clear vision in our life, church, there is, there's a danger. There's a danger for us to you know, wander aimlessly in life, wander off the right path or even down the wrong path. You know, but when we have a clear vision, church, of the plan of God, the purpose of God, the promises of God in our lives, it gives us clear vision in which we are uh, to go. So it's a good question to ask yourself. Beginning of 2023, what is my vision uh, for this year? Because vision will give us some clear direction. I got another question for you. Is your vision taking you down the right path? Is it taking you down the right or wrong path? And one thing I absolutely hate uh, is going down the wrong direction, especially when I'm driving. Anyone with me? I hate going down. I want to be precise. I want to be on time. I want to make sure I go the, the perfect route to get there at the perfect time. I'm not like Pastor Jody, who um, loves being late. I want to be precise uh, and on time. I want to be efficient. And if I can take a shortcut, man, even better. But for some reason lately, I've been terrible with my directions. And uh, just at the beginning of the year, we were on holiday. We visited my mum down and she lives in Papamoa. And um, we, were, uh, we did a late night Kmart shop, as you do. I uh, spent a little bit too much. And uh, we were on the way back from Kmart. And my mum's house is the last turn off before this uh, long toll road. And so we're on our way back and I missed the last turn off. And so um, that means I had to go down this toll road and there's no, nowhere to turn around. So I had to drive all the way to, this, to the end of this toll road and turn around and go all the way back. And oh man, I was fuming. I was so mad. Asked my wife, I didn't say anything or barely a thing in the whole car ride, and on top of the you know, 25 minute delay it took down that toll road, I had to pay two tolls on the way there and on the way back. Oh man, God was teaching me some patience uh, that night. I hate taking the wrong direction. And all jokes aside, church, I'd hate to get down the track in and, and, and this Christian walk or Christian life and realize I'm going down the wrong direction because I had the wrong vision because I had the wrong vision. Is your vision taking you down the right or wrong direction? But God is gracious. He is good, amen. He always try to bring us down the right path. Vision determines our direction. And that brings me to my next point, is vision should be God-given. Touch someone and say God-given. Is your vision God-given? Is it a good idea, or is it a God idea? Is it just some good or well thought up plan you've thought about for your life, or is it something you know that is from God? A word from the Holy Spirit, a verse in the Bible, something God has spoken uh, to you. Yeah. And it says in the, 
in the NIV version of Proverbs 29, it says, where there's no revelation, meaning that vision should be a revelation from God. Revelation meaning something God has revealed to you, not just some well thought up plan, but a God-given vision. And when I look through this book, when I look through the Bible, it is filled with people who had God-given visions. You know, Noah had a vision to build a boat. Moses had a vision that he would deliver the people of Israel from slavery from the Egyptians. Abraham had a vision that he would have as many descendants as stars in the sky. Joshua had a vision to take the promised land. Solomon had a vision to rebuild the temple. Joseph had an actual vision that he would be the prime minister or rule. Nehemiah had a vision to rebuild the world. This book is filled, the Bible is filled with people who had God-given visions. Vision isn't just something we think up, church. It's a, a vision needs to be something we receive from God, a revelation we receive from God, something we need to hear from the voice of the Holy Spirit. And it might require us to, to pray. It might require us to get on our knees and ask God, what do you have in store for me for 2023? It might take some fasting. And everyone said? Come on, I'm telling you, fasting is a powerful key to unlock the vision of God over your life. I'm telling you, it unlocks realms in the spirit and helps you see way beyond um, you can with your natural eyes. Come on, it's gonna take for us, church, to get on our knees before God, saying, God, what do you have in store for me for 2023? It's gonna take seeking God. It's gonna take some surrender. It's gonna take some sacrifice. And in Hebrews 12, it says the race is marked out for us. It means God already has a vision in store for our life, and He wants to reveal it to us. Sometimes not all at once. I feel like if He revealed it all at once, we'd run away. <laughs> we'd run away, but step by step through relationship with you, He wants to reveal that vision uh, in your life. And you know what I think? I think a good indication, not always, but often, that it's a God-given vision is it should require faith. It should require faith. The vision should scare you a little. Sometimes your God-given vision in life is something you didn't ask for, something you, you didn't, didn't want. It should require faith. You know, if it didn't require faith, we could just do it all ourselves. We, could, we wouldn't need God and we could, um, we could accomplish the vision and we would get all the credit and we would get all the glory. But a God-given vision should require faith. It should make us step out of our comfort zone a little, cause us to rely on God and the help of the Holy Spirit, His strength and not ours, and that He would receive the glory and He would, His name would be lifted up. You know, a God-given vision isn't about us. It's not about us. It's about God working through us and it's about giving Him the glory and building His kingdom through that God-given vision. A God-given vision is God-centered, not man-centered. Not self-centered, God-centered. And I love Hebrews 11, and this is just the chapter before uh, the writer of Hebrews starts to talk about running our race. And it lists the champions of the faith. And it lists how through faith, they were able to see the promise of God come to pass. They were able to see their God-given vision accomplished. And I feel like I need to encourage someone in this place, and someone who you, maybe you've been holding on to the the vision, or a vision for a long time, five, 10, 20 years. I just felt like I need to encourage someone this morning that His promise will come to pass. His promise 
will come to pass. If he said it, he will do it, amen? And I, the verse I felt was Romans 4 verse 20, and it says, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God has the power to do what he had promised to do. Come on, someone needs to write that verse down this morning. God has the power to do what he promised to do. And if he said it, he will do it. His promise will come to pass. You see, the writer of Hebrews is trying to encourage us. He's talking about the the champions in the faith in Hebrews 11. And then, then the linking verse in Hebrews 12 says, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, and he's referring to all those champions of faith in the previous chapter, and he's trying to encourage us saying, man, if God did it for them, he can do it for you. And if God did it for them, he can do it for you. Vision should be God-given. Another interesting uh, thought someone actually uh, shared with me this week, and that might be a good indication that it's God-given, that a vision sometimes often starts uh, with a passion, with a passion. And maybe it's uh, something God has placed on your heart, a passion God has placed on your heart. And if you have your Bibles, why don't you turn with me to 1 Corinthians 9, verse 25 to 27. We'll come up on the screen. And this is what it says. It says, run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. Say strict training. And they do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Come on, praise God that the race we run is for a prize that will last forever. Come on, we gain eternity and riches in heaven with Christ Jesus. And then it says, therefore, I do not run like someone aimlessly. I do not box, I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave. And as Paul says in this verse, those who run go into strict training. I know some of us don't like that that word, strict training. (laughs) But vision determines our disciplines. Vision determines our disciplines. And clearly a marathon runner doesn't just get up one day and say, you know what, I think I'm gonna run a marathon today. No, no, you will not survive, you will not survive. No, they go through months and months of strict training, daily disciplines of healthy eating and exercise that prepare their bodies to run that 42 uh, kilometers. And, what vi- and without vision in mind, like it says in this verse, it's like we're boxing the air. It's kind of like uh, anyone played the game uh, pinata when you were a kid? Anyone played pinata? Yeah. A few. If you haven't, I do not recommend someone always gets hurt. Someone always gets hurt, I'm telling you. Always happens. But you're blindfolded and you can't see a thing. And you're just swinging, you know, hoping for the best, hoping to hit that pinata and all the lollies come out of the coins like uh, back in my day, which wasn't that long ago. But, <laughs> but you're just blindly swinging, hoping for the best. And in life, are we just blindly swinging, you know, just wasting our time and energy on things that actually don't matter, yeah. things that aren't getting us anywhere or not taking us towards the vision, whereas a person with vision is intentional. Man, they're intentional with their time. They're intentional with their actions. And so what daily disciplines are you doing that are preparing you to fulfill the vision? You know, it's those daily disciplines that grow you and strengthen you and prepare you to run that race, that God-given race, as best uh, as we can. Man, time in the Word, just as... um, Peter was sharing time in the Word, 
Time in prayer. Fasting. Come on. Hearing the voice of God. Getting around a community of believers, not just on a Sunday, but also midweek in a life group. It's getting around all those daily disciplines that are going to prepare us to best run that race. And we need to be intentional at setting those daily disciplines. Even Jesus. Even Jesus had daily disciplines and so often would read in the Gospels where Jesus would uh, withdraw to a solitary place and spend time with his Father. And, and, and that makes me think, I'm like, man, if Jesus, the perfect sinless Son of God, needed time with his Father, come on, how much more do we, imperfect human beings, need to spend time with our Father? And can I encourage you, church, 2023, if you haven't set a strong daily devotional life, come on, this is your year, 2023, it will be a game changer with your walk with God. I'm telling you, you're not just waiting for a Sunday or a midweek meeting to be spiritually fed. No, you're growing on the daily. Come on, this is your year. This is your year to set those daily disciplines and time with God. And just a, just a tip, uh, pace yourself, pace yourself. You know, in a, in a marathon, if you go all guns blazing at the start, you will gas out, you will gas out. And so pace yourself with those daily disciplines. Just start small and slowly grow it, slowly build it up. And also just another tip for the, for the young ones, but I, I feel like it applies to all of us. Stay in your lane. Let someone say, stay in your lane. Don't be looking to the right or to the left and comparing your race to other people. Run your race. God has a race marked out for you. Stop comparing to everyone else. My race is going to be different to your race. Your race is going to be different to your neighbor's race. Just stay in your lane. So what is the daily disciplines that are taking you towards the vision? Vision determines our discipline. Final point this morning I wanted to share is vision gives us drive and determination. Vision gives us drive and determination, especially when times get tough. For a marathon runner, it's the vision of the finish line that keeps them running step by step, breath after breath, step by step closer to that finish line. For a high school university student, it's the the degree or the job you've always dreamed of that keeps them going to class after class, completing each assignment, showing up early, doing the work that one day they would get the job of their dreams. For a worker, maybe it's climbing up the corporate ladder, that salary increase, or the job that you always loved that makes you showing up early and doing the extra mahi. For a gym goer, you know, it's the vision of those six-pack abs, you know, the body you always dreamed of that keeps them going to the gym every day, set after set, rep after rep, putting your muscles through, through pain. For us Christians, man, it's fulfilling that God-given vision over our life, God's call for our life. It's getting to heaven, being welcomed in, well done, good and faithful servant, come into the presence of God. Come on. It's that vision that gives us drive and determination, especially when times get tough. I actually ran a half marathon once, so I know a little bit, a little bit of what I'm talking about. Uh, back in 2018, and let's just say, was it first and last? <laughs> one and done, one and done, I say, one and done. Um, I know I did say I hate running, and I do. I do hate running, but I did it because I wanted to, that year I wanted to do something that I didn't like 
doing. I wanted to challenge myself. And it was around the 13-kilometer mark when things started to get a little bit tough. And I remember a tip uh, Pastor Helen gave me uh, when, because um, she ran a few half and full marathons. And she gave me a tip, and she's like, Ivan, Ivan, when things get tough, when you're running your marathon, she said, just think of youth ministry. And I'm not sure if, because running a youth ministry is way harder than running a marathon, but she said, just think of youth ministry and how this Christian faith is like uh, a marathon. And so when things started to get a little tough around the 13K mark, I began to think of what she had told me. And, and God actually spoke to me. God actually, I actually had a God moment, encounter with God, and God said to me, he's like, Ivan, don't give up. Don't give up. And that year for me had been, it had been a really tough year for me, uh, 2018. Uh, there were so many times that I wanted to give up. But he's like, no, Ivan, don't give up. And man, bro, the waterworks of doom started coming. Oh. Man, it was not a nice scene. I was like running and crying at the same time. I was like, God, I'm not going to leave you, Lord. I'm not going to give up. Man, I'm sure some people around me were like, man, is that guy all right? Uh, but uh, lucky I was close to the front, close to the front. But uh, it was actually funny. I, I started running a lot quicker after that. But maybe someone needs to hear that this morning. Things have been getting tough in this marathon of your Christian faith. Don't give up. Don't give up this morning. His plans for you are for good and not for evil, to prosper you and to give you a hope and a future. Don't give up. His promise will come to pass. Do not give up. He has the power to do what He had promised to do. Do not give up. All right, God is faithful. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not give up. He will carry you through. Come on, touch them and say, don't give up. Don't give up. When times get tough, and they will, Jesus clearly says it in his word, tough times will come. Remember your God-given vision. Vision gives us drive and determination, especially when times get tough. That's why it says, it says, run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 2, it says, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. And then verse 2, I love verse 2, it says, and the writer gives us a key, an important and simple key to running that race. I want to finish on this. What does it say? It says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Some translations said the author and finisher of our faith, meaning that if he started your faith, he is going to finish it. Come on. He's going to finish. All you got to do, church, is keep your eyes fixed, centered on him. Easier said than done. Easier said than done. But fixing our eyes on Jesus. Come on, church. The race is marked out for us. He knows the vision he has for your life. He knows your future plan, what he's called you to do. He's got that all sorted. Our one job, all right, is to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. I wanna finish on this verse, Philippians 3, verse 13 to 14. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold, but one thing I do, come on, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I press towards the goal to win the prize which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Church, at the start of 2023, why don't we make it your number one goal? 
number one priority, to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. That is the most important thing in our lives. And also, I believe, a key to fulfilling God's given vision, God's vision for our lives. If I could please ask the band to come, come back up. So 2023. Oh, thank you, thank you. 2023, I'm not finished, I'm not finished. 2023, what is your God-given vision? Vision determines our direction. Vision should be God-given. Vision determines our discipline. And vision gives us drive and determination, especially when times get tough. And if you haven't got a vision for this year yet, you know, let's believe, even through this ministry time, that God would speak to us a fresh word this morning. And um, before we uh, sing a song, before we um, spend some time just fixing our eyes on Jesus and centering our attention on Him, I just want us to do a little bit, things a little bit different. And I, I just want us to spend some time waiting on the Holy Spirit. And I just want to ask, I want us to ask the Holy Spirit, what vision do you have for me this year? Come on, we, we all can hear the voice of God. We just got to give God an opportunity to speak. So just in a moment, the band's going to play in the background. He's going to play in the background. But I just want us to wait on the Holy Spirit, position ourselves to hear from Him, and just say, God, what do you have in store for me for 2023? Why don't you close your eyes to focus a little If you want, lift up your hands and we're just gonna wait on the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. spoken to something a word this morning you know God speaks in many different ways one way is um, Peter shared is, is through his word you know he'll, he'll give you maybe a prompting of the Holy Spirit that highlighted a, a verse or, or a word or something that might have been said God often speaks through pictures maybe he gave you a picture um, maybe um, he could have given you reminded you of a prophetic word that you've been giving right but what I want us to do so whatever that vision is, write it down. Write it down. It says in Habakkuk 2, verse 2 to 3, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so the herald may run with it. The revelation awaits an appointed time. I'm gonna give you a moment and just write that vision down. What vision does God have in store for 2023?